This is the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Friends. If you would like to support and be part of our community, you can start by visiting zennovascotia.com. We've been reading Dogen's universally recommended instructions for Zazen. And now at about the halfway point, he comes in with this thing that he's fond of saying. He says, the Zazen I speak of is not meditation practice. This is after he's explained the posture and how we fold our legs, the kind of room we should be in. He's describing this sitting And he's calling it Zazen, and then he says, but this is not meditation practice. This is very often kind of explained away by saying that, well, we imagine that meditation has some sort of object of attention, you know, and he's saying it's not that, it's not, it's not that kind of meditation. So it's not meditation. But he says it over and over again. After describing in great detail what we're doing. So if he's simply saying, oh, it's not that kind of meditation, what's the point? Right? He's made that very clear. I think what he's doing here is kind of like pointing to a car and saying, it's not a car. (laughs) What is it then? It's not just a car. Don't have a small view of what you're doing here. Don't limit it by calling it this or that. What are you doing? Oh, I'm meditating. Even if you think meditation is a very big deal, in naming it, we make it smaller. And in naming it, we say, It's not everything else. So we meditate, but we can carry this notion that we're not meditating. It's a good reminder. He continues, It is simply the Dharma gate of joyful ease, the practice realization of totally culminated enlightenment. We say the Dharma gates are infinite and we vow to enter them. And this too is a gate. This sitting is a gate. 
but is not the kind of gate that we pass through. It's not something that separates us from some place where we want to go. One of the central notions behind Zen practice is that you are what you are doing. If you are sitting in Zazen, and if Zazen is a Dharma gate, then you are a Dharma gate. And whatever has to pass through is passing through you. You don't have to go anywhere. You just have to open the door. And he says it's the Dharma gate of joyful ease. This line always makes people laugh, especially if they've been sitting for three days. This has nothing to do with your legs. But he's also giving you a hint. Because when you sit down and you take a really deep breath and your body contracts around that and you kind of forcefully assert yourself in this posture, that is not joyful ease. Right? And what I always recommend to people when they sit is do that a little bit in the beginning. Right? Breathe really deeply. Stress your body a little bit. Force it. And then on the sixth breath or the seventh breath, stop doing it and let go. And when you let go, your whole body lets go. And even if it's just for a moment, you taste that this is a practice of letting go. Nothing is tight. We bow just like this and we walk just like this. But there's nothing hard. The corners look sharp, but they're not. And then he goes on and he says, it is the koan realized. Traps and snares can never reach it. If you were like me, your first exposure to Zen might have been through stories of koans. These challenges, these things that you have to solve. And here he's saying something which in the greater tradition is a little bit radical. That you aren't sitting to untangle that knot. That sitting down is the untangling of that knot. You don't have to think about the problem. The problem is behind you. (laughs) 
And then we get to the really good part where he says, if you grasp the point, you are like a dragon gaining the water, like a tiger taking to the mountains. Sit up a little straighter and take a breath and think about that. What does it feel like to be completely in your element? When a dragon gains the water, that is a dragon going into the world of the dragon. Into a world that is defined in part by the dragon. And when the tiger takes to the mountain, that is a tiger going into its home. Into the place where it knows exactly who it is and what it does. I said this is about being in your element, but we have to be careful because being in your element is not about being comfortable. Being in your comfortable in, in your element is not about being safe. Right? Going to a resort in Hawaii is not your element. That's you out of your element, <laughs> probably. Being in your element is being in that place where you are empowered to be the most skillful person you can be. Where you understand your function and you fulfill it. That is a dragon in the water. That is a tiger in the mountains. This is your element. Do not imagine that there is some other place where there's less traffic and slightly different scenery where you would suddenly come to life. That's a story. That's an excuse. Your element is and always has been this moment and this body. This is where you can be skillful. This is where you can offer yourself up. Try to see that. There is no place that you left where you would be better. And there's no place where you're going where things are going to click into place. You are on full right now. Your volume is at 10. 
whether you feel that or not. This is true in every moment of your life. Think about it. Feel this when you sit down in this posture. And consider that the Buddha, when he sat under the Bodhi tree and he resolved to not get up until he had resolved the question of life and death, that this was not a desperate act, but a completely confident one. He did not imagine for a moment that he might just die there. He sat down in his element and he knew this is it. I am where I need to be. Nothing is lacking. There are no missing ingredients from this action. When you walk down the hall at your place of work, you're just walking from one room to the other. Think to yourself, I'm a dragon gaining the water. (laughs) It's not a joke, and it's not a call to action. This is not asking you to behave in a particular way or to step up. It's asking you to wake up to who you have always been and to where you are. And to not lie to yourself about it. Not anymore. The last sentence of this paragraph, Dogen says, For you must know that the true Dharma appears of itself, so that from the start, dullness and distraction are struck aside. Dullness and distraction are about you. They're not about the Dharma. If the Dharma were something that could shout, it would be shouting at you right now. I always imagine it's as if we're being tossed balls. The world is throwing us a ball. If we're really distracted, we have no idea that this is happening. And if we wake up just a little bit to this fact, our instinct is to get out of the way. (laughs) 
when we start to kind of sense the responsibility of our lives, we think maybe someone's throwing a ball at me and we dodge it. But the great thing is it just keeps happening. And so we can practice catching the ball and catching the ball and catching the ball and catching the ball. Nothing about my behavior, nothing about my choices changes the fact that this is coming at me constantly, that this opportunity is present constantly, that my responsibilities are present constantly. It's a matter of seeing or not seeing, embracing or not embracing. Here Dogen is saying from five different directions, when you sit down, there is nothing more to add to that. There is no missing part of your life. There is no missing part of the practice. There is nothing that's going to come to you in a week or a month or a year if you sit long enough or hard enough that makes this more real. There is no encounter you're going to have and no epiphany available to you that will make your life more real. This is it. Not in a reductive sense, but in a kind of overwhelming sense. It's no small act. And I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.